And joining me in the studio right now is the Lord Mayor of Darwin, Convat Scarless. Good morning, Con. Good morning, the day after the anniversary of the bombing of Darwin. And I have to say thank you very much to all of you who turned up. I'm sorry we had to change the event, but at the same time, uh, we, the Bureau of Meteorology could not tell us what would happen. Uh, the Esplanade was absolutely... Uh, <laughs> water, waterlogged and the last thing we need is to put 4,000 people remember in two months time we have to do Anzac Day so we don't want to destroy the beautiful grass area there Yeah, because uh, there has been a bit good. of criticism Con, there has been a bit of, you know, a few people messaging through saying Katie it's just it was a nice service but it just wasn't the same Well I agree with you uh, at the same time if uh, we went there and we ruined the Esplanade the same people would be complaining why you had it there and ruined the place and why you didn't go somewhere else. Remember we had a Anzac Day uh, in 2006, I recall very well, we had the Darwin at the Center because we had a late cyclone. We live in Darwin. Uh, expect the unexpected. The weather does, is not kind. Sometimes we might have to react quickly. For us, it was more expensive to have it at the convention center than have it outdoors. But at the same time, the long-term effect could be different. Was it just a matter as well of thinking, okay, well, it is water, it is, there is quite a bit of water down there. If it does rain, it's going to just ruin things. So we need to call this early and we need to organise it early? We'll be talking to the, Department, the Bureau of Meteorology and we follow their advice. I mean, they are not God. They can't determine what kind of weather we're going to, to have, but they give us advice. And all the advice we decided, let's have it in this year. Um, actually, it's funny because I got an email from some people says, thank God we had inside this year was air conditioning was beautiful. Um, look, there are always diversion of opinions. Uh, the reality is it was the bombing of Darwin. Does matter where it was held, it was commemorating an event that actually uh, made my our city differ than any other ones. Mm. The only city in Australia that's been bombed more than 60 times. The only city in Australia that on the 19th of February saw more bombs than Pearl Harbor. The only city of Australia that had the war coming on our doorstep, 250 civilians, and the only city in Australia that survived the war and people came back. And it, absolutely that, that commemoration needs to happen no matter what. So yes, I understand that some people would have loved to have it had it still outside. You would have too, I'm sure, Con. Well, but I, the Back to the matter is you've got to, for yeah. various reasons. One is because it's in a beautiful location. Then you have the real reenactment, mm. and and it gives you a, a different sense of where, what happened that day. Uh, but again, uh, as you sometimes we have to act quickly just in case. Now, Con, um, I want to ask you, I have been contacted by um, somebody saying, are they going to keep, is the city of Darwin going to keep the Saturday parking in place? Yes, we Paid are. Paid parking? Yes, we are. Um, Two dollars, uh, it's a flat rate, um, but uh, it only affects 600 sites out of the four and a half thousand sites we've got. At the same time, that applies mainly in the CBD. And at the same time, the Dragonfly and the Westland Arcade car parks are free. Only the on-street parking is affected. Has it brought in much revenue since it re since it like restarted? It's not the revenue for us. Actually, for us, it's a bit a bit more bother because we have to have rangers going around to check it. But with what we hear from the uh, retailers is they want people to change. They don't want people to stay there. And what we find out, people go out on Friday night, have a few drinks then they will not drive. Very wisely, guys. Thank you very much for not driving. Drink and drive. And then they turn up 12 o'clock midday. So you're saying the, the, the retailers are happy up. that it's happened? They're we, happy? We even had retailers say, please do that one because our staff park in front of our shops and nobody can park there to come shopping. Yeah, so right. We've got so they want it to happen? Well, of course, because if you actually turn, turn over every two hours, you've got more clients coming through. I mean, even in Casarina now, it's three hours free and then you actually, you, they can charge you. Uh, it's getting uh, it's getting uh, 
the turnover of clients is the important thing. But as I said to you before again is, I know in Darwin people who expect to park outside where they want to go, but if you park at the West Lane and you have to walk down to the uh, Smith Street, that means you're crossing the mall and that brings more people down the street. Well, look, the criticism that we're more receiving is that you can go to Casuarina or you can go to a shopping centre and you can park for free on a Saturday, but you can't come into the city and park for free. Well, that happens during the whole week, not only on, uh, on Saturday, but the other thing you have to remember, we had a situation that public servants will come and park in a spot when parking was free, don't move their car and that nothing else will happen. We have to consider not only our convenience. I can understand it through the week. Like, I can definitely understand it during the week. Yep. But, but then on the weekends, you sort of go, well, isn't it just best to get as many people the in there as possible? Full, nobody will come shopping for the same reason can't find anywhere to park. Simple as that. They will come down, no parking, drive away. Uh, at least if they come and they deserve 10, two hours, and actually two hours. With the parking application, if you stay for 10 minutes, you pay 10 minutes. If you stay for 20 minutes, you pay 20 minutes. You don't pay $2. It's $2 per two, per hour. Okay? Come on. Uh, let's let's be fair. It's not only us and our convenience. It's the people that actually have their livelihood, and it's affected by us parking whole day. Con, what else is happening from council's perspective? Any update on the uh, on the swimming pool there at Casuarina or anything like have that? You been Where there are things later? going? No, I haven't been there lately. Well, How's it looking? It's going gung ho. Apart from the interruption we had because of the wet weather, mm-hmm. I have to say the. Uh, it, they were well advanced before the wet weather and now we've got a dry spell they're going to work really well my prediction is it will be open well ahead of what we predicted end of 2024 uh, it's very very good they've done a very good work and i'm looking forward to open sometime dry the season of the year yeah right perhaps. so middle um, of this year potentially yes. um, council's been very very busy we actually awarded the um tender for the Bandilla Beach Master Plan. Uh, RPS got that one. Watch that space. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting development in Bandilla with more things to come, which I will let you, I'll tell you later because now I can't tell you because it's still in the committee and we're discussing it. It is an area, though, that people do want to see beautified. You know, it's such a... Like, when you can... When you actually look there, it's such a beautiful <sighs> space the, that's so underutilised. What do you get? Yeah. Sometimes Nothing. a bunch of drunks. Yeah, uh, that's we, the thing. We're going to spend three and a half million dollars together with another territory government. Yeah. And we are going to have a lot of things like public toilets, recreation facilities, a new dog park, new lighting, and certain CCTV for increased safety. What about, Con, is there any updates when it comes to having an RV park somewhere? Well, look, it's we still got areas we can activate for an RV park. It doesn't have to be Bandila. We can find other places. We've got a thinking cap on. There are some areas we can do it. And um, we understand people didn't want it in Bandila. We're not going to have it in Bandila, but certainly Bandila is going to be upgraded. The next one coming online is Chapel Lane. We awarded that tender again. Uh, we actually going to convert that one to a beautiful lane for people to stay outdoors and oh, enjoy. Like what you see in Austin Lane? Yes. Yep. Uh, $1.35 million. So when's that sort of happening? When's well, that work getting underway? Well, we want to commence mid-2024, well, after the wet season, and will be completed within 12 months, I hope. Um, other things we're actually doing very busy is we're upgrading <laughs> a lot of the um, playgrounds. We've got the playgrounds now in some of the suburbs. Uh, we are it a tender for upgrading a number of playgrounds. I know we can't do all of them at the same time, but we have embarked in a program to actually do that one slowly, steadily progressing through the uh, the the um, uh, 
council and certainly through the uh, the work uh, we are going to do a playgrounds at Easter Park, McMillan Road, Greenbelt and Clark Crescent Park. Well I know that the parents of Little E's will oh, be pleased oh, to hear that. When they're young life. you go around looking for a good playground to keep them occupied for a while. We're spending money not only the CBD, we're spending money in the suburbs. Bollards are going to go to the Anula uh, Greenbelt uh, we've got a number of things here. Uh, I'll give you some information very very soon about what we're going to do in Kavanagh Street yep. uh, just uh, from uh, Naki Street all the way to the University and the McMean Street car park area we're going to beautify that one and certainly we'll be talking to some people to finalize the Bradshaw Terrace in Casarina landscaping. Con I've got a message here that came through Katie yesterday's 82nd bombing of Darwin event was brilliant us older folk appreciated the cool much quieter venue and we could see all of the speakers and singers so that one just came through. Thank you very much for your comment I said to you before still it's great to be outdoors <clears> but again we have to consider what if because the last thing we need is a storm in the middle of the service that ruins everything. I've yeah. seen it before and it's not pleasant, especially because we've got a lot of older people that they come there because they attend the bombing of Darwin because their grandfathers were here, their fathers were here. Um, yesterday I had the pleasure of meeting Mr. Cornelius. His grandfather was in Darwin and he, I told the story. The Cole brothers, their father was here in Darwin and in the post office and saved people and, and did a lot of things. And this is the stories we never hear before, but we have to be told because not only the heroism of the defense forces which is fantastic but the little people like the family that went down to balaclava evacuated the parents and the children only the children came back because the parents died from tuberculosis in balaclava it's I unbelievable mean, these are the things that uh, granny Lamloy refused hear. to go yep. and actually she was growing vegetables for the defense forces we've got some incredible stories we in do. Darwin. it shows the beauty of the people of darwin yep. and how resilient we are it surely does Convat Scarless, Lord Mayor of Darwin, good to speak with you as always. Good to speak with you. Till next week. Thank you.